The following content is brought to you by Mind Initiative Incorporated. The opinions expressed in the following conversation are of the hosts and do not in any way represent the opinions of Mind Initiative as a whole. Some themes in this series may be distressing or triggering for some listeners and so viewer discretion is advised. If any of the content does trigger uncomfortable feelings or cause distress, we encourage you to reach out to us via our Facebook page or seek further support from beyondblue.org or contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 for 24-7 over-the-phone support. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we all stand and we extend our respect to the elders, both past and present. Hello everybody, my name is Will Fletcher. Hi, I'm Jason. And this is Harshida. And this is the Mind to Mind podcast where we discuss a wide range of topics on psychology and how to stay on top of your mental health. What's our topic tonight? Uh, tonight we're talking about um, emotional intelligence. So I, um, over the past few weeks, maybe a month or so, have been doing a bit of uh, research on emotional um, intelligence. Um, I always knew about the topic quite a quite a while ago, but I never really understood like what it meant. And it's basically just having um, the capacity to manage your emotions and like stay on top of them, and um, kind of like not letting them rule you, but still being mindful of how you're feeling. So it's a um, it's an interesting topic. Um, I um, I did some reading of um, a, a book um, a few weeks ago. It was actually um, Ant Middleton's uh, book called Mental Fitness, and he was talking about it quite a bit in his um, closing chapters. And basically it's just kind of just an awareness and acceptance of whatever emotional state you're, you're in without being overwhelmed by it. And he was saying that the more that you understand your own emotions, the more you are able to help other people with their emotions. So that's kind of a summary of, of emotional intelligence. But um, what do you think about the, the topic? I, I think it's very stigmatized actually. Uh, the, yeah, I can think about in the past where people have been emotional and because they've been emotional, they have been, I guess, written off as not being intelligent at that point in time. So for me, emotions are very intelligent. For someone that is really upset, uh, you've got to actually break down that stigma and go, okay, what's actually going on here? Because this person has communicated something across. They don't need to be dismissed because they're being emotional um, because just because it's not logical doesn't mean it's not real. Yeah. Well, I actually think it's um, dismissing someone's emotions and not um, giving attention to someone's emotions can actually be quite harmful because, like, emotions are such a crucial part of, of life and being human and the last thing we want to do is to cut them off and shove them away. Definitely. Ashida, yeah. thoughts? Oh, when you were talking through it, I was going through a wide variety of emotions myself. So 
um, when you spoke about the stigma aspect of things, uh, as somebody who is very emotional, I've faced that. Um, and um, I still am very emotional. I've always been emotional, but that also makes me passionate and other things. So uh, it's taken a long time to accept the fact that I'm emotional. And like you rightly said, if you repress emotions, it comes out as something later. So it comes out as anger, frustration, um, and, you know, uh, I don't know, a bunch of negative things. So from the little I've understood about her, um, emotional intelligence so it's your ability to perceive what state you are in understanding your emotions and not letting it control you so that's that that's a journey that we all have to undergo if you're very very emotional uh, doesn't make me any less logical when I have to be logical I have to be logical too uh, but it uh, what I've seen is it kind of makes people uncomfortable if you show your emotions out not everyone has learned how to deal with it so when you were talking through it it's like um, i went through all those stages quickly and then i had to get back uh, but in terms of uh, emotional intelligence i actually dislike giving a kind of uh, you know anybody a tag that way because that's again judging people you know um i i, I pretty much i'm not very aligned with the word eq or iq because initially it was all about IQ, intelligence quotient, and then comes along EQ. Um, and this is way back when I was growing up. So I hate giving tags to people, but um, that's my take on things. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if I've heard EQ before. So that's like your emotional like quotient or something, like yes. your, your capacity of how deeply you can feel. I don't think I've heard of that term before. Yeah, it, it, it is it was there. I don't know if it is very prevalent now, but I heard mm -hmm. others while I was going growing up and uh, similar to IQ this is there's something called EQ. Okay, cool. Well anyway, um I, I was watching a uh, a video on YouTube about emotional intelligence um earlier today and this um video was saying that um if you use it in like the right way you can actually um shift somebody's worldview um at like a certain time like you can like pull themselves um out of the way they see something and they can see like the bigger picture or be able to see something more easily from somebody else's point of view it was kind of like um um the the video was kind of like establishing these two uh, personas and showing how their perceptions can be swapped and like exchanged through emotional intelligence. So there's something to think about. Does anybody else have thoughts about that? Yeah. I mean, you need emotional intelligence for dating. Um, and in your persona kind of thing there, you you kind of, you can't logically tell someone why they want to date you. Like, oh, you know, hey, how's it going? I had a lot of money, you should date me. Or I go to the gym and I've got a rocking board, you should date me. You know, um, that might get you a, a, a date or a night out or something like that. But if you have actually no emotions and no personality or anything like that, it's not going to work for you. Um, and I guess 
another thing to consider there is with emotional intelligence, emotions are Emotional intelligence is different to trauma. Um, so if someone's experiencing trauma and they're upset all the time and everything else, then you're going to need a high emotional intelligence to be able to understand what's going on there. And it comes via life experience. Um, so a, a child that might have a high emotional intelligence and a high amount of compassion is going to understand that kind of stuff coming from life experience. It's not something you're going to get out of learning at school, but it is going to come through interactions with other people around school. So that's pretty much what I'm going to add on that one. Yeah. Talking about school, school is actually very focused more on the logical side of life than the emotional side. Um, you can't really yeah, teach how to manage your emotions in like a classroom, I guess, uh, I think there have been experiences um, when I was at school when they tried, but like those experiences are really come, come out of like social experiences and just experiencing like day-to-day -day life with, with, with like other people. You can't really study emotional intelligence for like homework, but I think it's more of like a, uh, just your overall experience um, as, as you get older. So I'll throw this question out to Hashida and yourself, Will. Mm -hmm. how, how do you use your emotional intelligence in your day-to-day -day life? Um, well, I do um, do a bit of volunteer work for a friend that I've known for a couple of years who's um, trying to um, manage a, uh, a filmmaking company. And I guess I can use my emotional intelligence when he gets like frustrated, frustrated with something or doesn't know how to move forward or is maybe getting stuck on something. Or And I guess I try to the best that I can to try and, um, you know, empathise with him, um, relate to him and show him maybe like a way forward that he probably didn't think of before. So... I guess I would, um, I have used, um, emotional intelligence several times in, in my life, but, um, I can't exactly pinpoint when or where I've used it, but looking back, um, on like these past few years, I think there are a couple of times where I have, I've, I've practiced it with people that I know and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to try and practice it more in the future, but um, I'm, I'm still kind of very new to like the subject and I still feel like I have more to learn about it, but I guess it just comes with experience, I guess. I'm looking at this question in two different ways. One is how you understand your emotions and then um, see how we can react in a better way. And the second one is what you obviously went into well, how you use that to help others. Um, like you said, I can't exactly pinpoint things, but I can think of a few instances. So sometimes it's uh, it's verbal cues, like people can spell out how they feel, but sometimes in the non-verbal cues, when I say non-verbal cues, it's body language, somebody trying to cross the road um, and they don't say anything. You just see somebody lost or um, you just help them across. So. I, I noticed that body language, that they're struggling, go across, help them across. And those are small things that I, I can think of right away. When I met somebody on a lift one day, 
who actually almost lost her daughter and it was just a small thing she pressed down instead of going up or up instead of going down and normally i don't pick up try not to pick up conversations with strangers but when i looked into her eyes it was incredibly sad and um, you know um, she wanted a hug and then i asked her what's wrong so uh, that question was prompted because i could feel feel that she was feeling down and sometimes it's your experiences that make you want to reach out to people because you're not always and you're not always able to communicate out and say i need help so you pick up on uh, you know small cues there so uh, in her case it's 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 pain on her face that, that i reached out to i just sat with her spoke to her for some time i know it won't make any difference in the long run but i think i'd like to think that i was able to make a small difference because i picked up on our emotions i think we lost will oh no okay all right we'll pause the recording there right so what did you think of what hashida said then will Yeah, she um, so what she said did make um, yeah, trying to to um to empathize with a, with like a someone who's who was struggling with something or was feeling really sad or sad or depressed about something, just trying to um find a way forward out of those um out of those emotions, I guess, and to to find stability. Yeah, I mean, compassion comes a, a long way from just being able to to empathise with people when they're going through tough times. I think as a human, we we tend to, by default, try to see a person's um, a person's hurt, and we try to automatically fix it because we don't want to be in that awkward situation and everything else. But the emotional intelligence is what allows you to see that the person's hurt and they don't actually need you to fix it. They just need you to sit with them or um, listen to them or validate the way how they're feeling because uh, the situation that they might be in, everyone might not be validating how they're feeling. They might be just trying to solve the situation all the time, such as like in the Hashida's example, um, that woman had a near miss but everyone is probably going, oh, you know, nothing bad happened in the end, blah, blah, blah. You should feel fine. Whereas that's not actually validating her feelings. Her feelings are something bad almost did happen and I'm kind of responsible for that because, you know, whatever happened, she's the mum, you can't just stop it. And, you know, you've got to validate that those feelings do exist there and that they're going to take time to subside. You know, mm -hmm. we all know about near misses that happen in our life and then we sit with a, a period of shock afterwards while we readjust to what just happened. Yeah, it's kind of just like saying that I don't want to feel like I'm the only one that has to deal with this. I mean, like, you don't have to fix it, but I just want people to know that this has happened. And yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I understand that. Again, it's a very tough call there because everybody uh, tries to fix things when you hear it. Sometimes you have to stay in your zone and just be a, you know, given ear to listen. Because when you try to fix things, you're not in that person's shoes. Even if you have a similar situation, everything is similar. You're still not in the person's shoes. So trying to fix it, I think we need to kind of draw a line. Now, you know, where we are not going to fixing mode, but we still we give a year. And I, I think personally, that is something that I'd like people to do too. If I'm reaching out for help in some way, sometimes I don't need a solution. I don't expect a solution. I just just want you to listen, and uh, you know. Likewise, for me, it's 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 also a, a lesson for me that I shouldn't be providing solutions. It, it's the easiest thing to do sometimes, but it's probably not the right thing to do. Yeah, I, I think um, it it does make a um a lot of sense that it's it, it should be more about understanding what's happening to the person, how they're feeling, and um, instead of just trying to immediately fix the problem because like there is um always something to learn out of like every situation and you know sometimes immediately trying to find a solution yeah is not always um the right thing to do i think the right thing to do is just to understand how a person is feeling in that moment yeah Final thoughts before we wrap up this podcast. Um, not really, but um, I, I guess one thing is 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 as always, if if you are feeling some sort of mental crisis or feel like you can't cope, just call Lifeline on thirteen eleven fourteen or non blue. But, but yeah, that's. That's all my thoughts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Thank you, Hashida, for joining us tonight. You're most welcome. Well, till next week. Yep. Yeah, see you next week. Mm-hmm.